Hey everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the new release films of the week. This week we watch Stephen Lang reprise his role as the blind man in a sequel nobody asked for, Don't Breathe 2. What's up, Spence? Welcome back to Mainstream Boys, the podcast where we talk about the new release films of the week on those movie dudes podcasts. What's up? Besides streaming, or no, sorry, besides movies that are coming to theaters. Yeah, because yes. we don't we don't go to theaters because we've been living in a pandemic ever since we started this podcast nearly two years ago. So great timing on our part. Well, you have gone to the theaters every now and then to see some like selected I'm going films. tomorrow. Actually, it's like you're going tomorrow. I am just being so. stubborn, and I am waiting until Dune comes out, because I just want my return to cinema to be glorious, and some early reactions are kind of shaping up to be that, that's, that's the case, so I can't wait to see I'm Dune. I'm super hyped. This, yeah. the, the trailers, the grittiness, just, and I can't help but compare it to the original. It's just going to be it's going to be dope. But, be I mean, dank. if it was true mainstream boys, we would be talking about Shang-Chi, the, Leng- the what's it? Legend of the Ten Ten Rings, Rings, I think. Okay, I almost said, like, the Legends of the Two Fists, but, like, that would have been something completely different. Well, Uh, I think I I, I might have some sort of connection to, like, the the hand in Iron Fist and... uh, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Okay, I I really don't. But, no, I have no idea. But that is technically the biggest movie to release this weekend, and I don't know if you saw the numbers in the box office, but, like, this movie made, like, $90 million. Which so it succeeded the, then. It's the first for the pandemic in terms of like a movie that's been released and actually made a good amount. Um, so that's that's awesome. And uh, yeah, so people really went out and saw Shang-Chi. So that's that's fantastic. I hope I'm saying that's, that right too. I don't know. I've heard, I don't different know. Yeah, don't, peop- I've heard people know. say it different ways. So uh, Two white guys from Maine. I mean, exactly. It, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Like... We suck. I apologize we'll for us in, in advance. Like, sorry. Um, but I can't. I can't wait to check it out. Uh, I do hope to see it at some point. I know you said that you're going to go see it tomorrow night. Yeah, my dad kind of. We're actually going to go see it at the Dinan Theater that you and I went and saw Fantastic Four at twenty. Oh yeah, what a great movie to re- remember for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so we watched. Uh, <laughs> we watched Don't Breathe Two instead. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, because we, we yeah we're very uh, yeah. stubborn people. So yeah, we ended up watching Don't Breathe Two. Um, yeah, but you know, Don't Breathe Two, Spencer. Did you end up grabbing that big bucket of popcorn and ice cold cherry coke and some Junior Mints for this one? No, uh, and like I said, I I have yet to even do that once with a mainstream boy film. Same. It's just part of the intro. <laughs> I just want to you know maybe someday someday I do actually when I went to the theater and saw uh. I guess it was Godzilla vs. Kong. I think that might have been the last movie I saw in theaters. Um, I did get some popcorn. Um, I did not end up getting Junior Mints, and I did not get a Cherry Coke. So I'm a liar, honestly, in the face of all of our listeners. I apologize for that. But that's okay, because we're here to talk about Don't Breathe 2, which is the sequel to Don't Breathe, which came out in, I believe, 2016, Spencer. Um, didn't it have the same actress from It Follows in it? The blonde no, girl? It was a different actress. I can see how oh. you kind of, you know, I guess I thought that was bit. a thing for some um, reason. Like Mika Monroe, I think is that actress who is in It Follows. This is that was Jane Levy, 
who was also in Evil Dead, which was another Fede Alvarez oh, movie, because Fede Alvarez yeah. directed Don't Breathe in 2016, and then he also directed the Evil Dead remake, which came out in 2013. Both films that you and I went and saw in theaters, and I remember loving Don't Breathe. When we we went and saw that in theaters, it was literally the day we all moved into the same apartment together, uh, and okay. obviously you remember. Uh, and we went and saw Don't Breathe, because it came out that weekend, and I remember... After that movie, being like, damn, that was exhilarating. That was like just tension filled craziness that I was not expecting. Have you expecting. seen it since then? Yeah. Have you seen it since theaters? Okay. Because yep. I, I thought I bought so it on Blu ray. Did you buy it on Blu ray? And did I just I have your copy for a while? Because I, I, I went don't to... think I bought it. I Maybe it was uh... Nate that. It must have been Nate that owned it. Because I, I thought I had a copy in my collection that was still in the cellophane. Because I was going to actually go and rewatch it this weekend. I went to go grab it off my shelf and it was not where my movies are for like the d's so i was like what the f- where's don't breathe so i must not uh-huh. have bought it or maybe i just thought nate i'm almost positive that. i don't own it um i have definitely not seen this since theater so it's it's very kind of it's it's very cloudy in my mind as to what even happened in the first one um yeah. i just remember it being you know it was just cool to see this blind dude kind of just make his way around his house and just take people out who were trying to steal stuff it was shot extremely well and the tension yeah. was just dialed up to 11 like it was just very very intense and yeah it was jane levy and then the guy from 13 reasons why dylan minette or minote or something like that i can't remember his name which character was, from 13 reasons why like the main guy the, the guy that you follow oh or he, he's really? telling the story yeah, the one who he's plays. Been, uh, he's been in some other stuff as well. Yeah. I know um, what you're talking about, though. And that movie does kind of end in a way where you could actually see the story continuing with Jane Levy's character and maybe even the blind man. Maybe they have a little, you know, they meet down the line in the future because they fucked each other's lives up <laughs> at the end of that movie. I don't know if you remember. Yes, much, but I, I, so vague, dude. I really don't remember okay. that much at all from the storyline. <laughs> You had Don't Breathe, which ended, which was, you know, you could have seen the story continue. And then Don't Breathe 2, you, they could have done something like that with, with the same story and same actors, but they went a whole different direction. It's not me you need to be scared of, little girl. But the man standing next to you. Now, I don't know who he is, but I know who he's not. Should I tell her or you? Hiding out for years in an isolated cabin, Norman Nordstrom has taken in and raised a young girl orphan from a house fire. Their quiet existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers show up and take the girl, forcing Norman to leave his safe haven to save her. So yeah, it, it is a completely different, unrelated story to the first movie, but it does revolve around uh Stephen Lang's character, the blind man, who is just a pretty badass ex Navy SEAL blind guy who can kind of use his daredevil tendencies to his advantage. So but it is directed by Roto Sagayas, who worked on the first Don't Breathe as a writer, and he did work on Evil Dead as well. So but this is his first directorial movie. Forty one percent critical, eighty six audience, so I think it is it is more of an audience pleaser. It's a little paint by numbers in terms of the plot, tries to hit you with a few kind of weird twists and turns. Um, but it, it's definitely not as adventurous and hard hitting as the first movie would be my initial thoughts, Spencer. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh this movie th- 
this was just a massive, massive disappointment. Because they could have continued the story of the first Don't Breathe with Jane Levy's character. And then instead they have him kind of watching over this this young girl and training her to kind of be this assassin. And these other guys with different reasons with their backstory come into the play and just, you know, try to break into the house. And, you know, similar things happen like in the first. He just picks them off and they get into fights. Um, and they kind of just keep going with like twists and turns with the story. But the story was just unengaging by the numbers. You could predict everything that was happening and they try to throw in so many twists and turns that were just so obvious it's not directed by fede alvarez so you kind of lose some of what made the first one so unique and how it stood out with some of the camera work uh and some of um what went on in terms of like the editing and stuff like that this one Mm -hmm. here is just it's just such a lazy sequel because it honestly couldn't it didn't even have to be called don't breathe too it could have been something completely different it has no place being in this quote-unquote franchise. It just, yes, the blind guy was in it, but it has zero connection other than the fact that he's in the movie. You know, and I, again, I don't remember much about the other one, but this could have been any just ex-Navy SEAL or Army dude or just some guy that was protecting a girl. It could have been played by um, like Gerard Butler or something or anybody. It didn't have to be this guy from Don't Breathe just terrorizing these people. You know, it just, I didn't hate it though. Like I thought I was, I was, I was not thoroughly entertained, but kind of entertained with what was going on. But again, it was very predictable, aside from one particular plot point that I did not see coming toward the end there. There's no way you predicted that. (laughs) There's no way you predicted that one. Come on. Not sure which one you're specifically referring to, but I have an idea. Um, Okay. I mean, I never bought that it was his real daughter. Not once. I think that it was like the product of the turkey baster or something. Uh, I always thought that he just fucking kidnapped this girl i thought well i thought at first it was it was gonna be a sex trafficking thing i'm like okay that's very generic i could see this it's like kind of a Liam neeson taken type deal but then they do go for that whole weird plot twist with this father storyline that was just strange and and that is just a, a huge red flag for me as well is because you've already set up this character of the blind man from the first movie who is a sadistic awful person i mean he kidnaps yeah. uh women he rapes them, he murders people, tries to impregnate with turkey basters. Like, it's just disgusting, horrific stuff. And he has, like, evil dogs and just is can take you out in the middle of the, uh, middle of the night because he's blind and, you know, he has super insane spidey senses or something. I don't know. They set up his character to be this awful villain with skills. And then the first ten minutes... He's a father figure that you're going to have to try to care for and you want to root for their like relationships or something like I, I I don't know I'm just like I was so confused by like the the message I was like what the fuck this is he's a horrible person why are they trying to kind of sympathize or kind of make him the protagonist he is the antagonist and he needs to be the antagonist in these types of stories so I kind of wish they didn't make him this like hero figure. I mean, they I know they do keep like they remind us every now and then like oh this is a terrible person. Remember, but it's just like with this they set up the whole father daughter thing because I want him to kill these people that have come into his house. So if I'm rooting for him, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the case. But you have no choice but to do that, you know, because we're forced they, to. They, they set him up to being this really just mysterious but kind guy who's just looking out for this girl and you don't know why 
I would be so curious to know if, like, somebody who hadn't seen the first movie, if they just went into Don't Breathe 2, and then just afterwards asking, it's like, were you rooting for the blind man? I would almost say that I was that person, because I I genuinely forgot until you just mentioned that, that he was that horrible human being in the first movie. Yeah, I terrible person. Completely forgot, so... It did not bother me in this film that he was kind of this father figure person. I was rooting for him the entire time just because yeah. I hated these shady people. I mean, there's the the scene where they pull over that woman who was randomly kind of taking the girl on like a little day trip to a, a, a gas station, I guess. That was weird. Yeah, they make you hate these people right off the bat. And of course, you're going to root for the blind guy. Those characters that came into play, I mean, they were sadistic and they were brutal. I mean, that hammer scene in the car alone was like, damn, that was a brutal sequence. So, I mean, instantly you like hate these people. But the movie also thinks that it's a Saw movie all of a sudden with all these like traps. Like with the, he like glues the guy's mouth and nose completely like sealed shut. And that was like a horrific image. And then you also like the other guy puts the girl in some like, medicine cabinet and fills it with water and sticks a little like wire into like electrocutor like when did he have the time to like (laughs) rig this thing and think of this it's just like it was just there just to be a cool like action horror scene and uh it just started to bother me just didn't because the first one was so like realistic and like in terms of just like it's a home invasion thriller they're in a house and a blind man can hear it's all he can do is hear and he can hear well and know where you are and then it's just a like, how do we get out of the situation? With here, it's a full on just John Wick saw movie. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah, there's just, I guess in some context you could say like, let's say he did steal this girl, which maybe he did. Then he would have set up all these traps and stuff to for this inevitable thing to happen. I don't know. It's just there's just not enough explains or brought back from the first movie to really help me understand the motives for any of this stuff but with that being said it's still it was still cool you know like i was still entertained throughout the movie i thought it was it was pretty cool to watch the kills were pretty awesome like when he literally blows that dude up and there's a that's pretty cool scene with a pitchfork and a shovel and a in a greenhouse it's it's an action-packed movie like for sure yeah it's an action-packed movie and i'm i guarantee i mean it makes sense that the audience score is at an 86 percent because they made yeah. a movie for the audience. For sure. You can just tell, like, right off the bat. They don't really care about the fans of the first movie. I mean, Clearly not. <laughs> they called it Don't Breathe 2 to yeah. try to get those people back into theaters. But I think maybe that's why, like, the critics have it at a 41. Because the critics, if they remember Don't Breathe, that's like a 90-something percent certified fresh movie. Like, it was, it blew a lot of people away. And just in terms of, like, the technical aspects and just as well as, what they did with the character of the blind man and how great Stephen Lane was. Cause Stephen Lane is, he's awesome. I mean, I, it makes sense yeah. that they're going to want to maybe franchise this character because he is so just kind of unique in terms of like a movie villain. But, um, I just was so disappointed in the direction that they decided to go with, with a movie called don't breathe Two was such a great first movie. They just really wanted to franchise it and make it a, uh, like a money grabbing franchise and i'm just like ah it just didn't make a lot of sense they went for the the kind of the cookie cutter forced forced scenes um i mean the biggest takeaways i can take from the movie and the coolest things were the kills and that is the audience pleasing type of scenes that they were going for you know it wasn't for the connection to the first movie it wasn't for the dialogue it wasn't for the story it was for that type of stuff and that's probably why the audience liked it so much 
But if if they made another movie just completely separate from this one to like just pretend this one doesn't exist, I would still be down for that. Don't breathe three, okay? But it's Christmas yeah. Day, and Santa Claus has come into the house. Jesus Christ, dude, could you imagine? <laughs> Stephen Lane would not like that. <laughs> yeah, there'd be a lot of unhappy kids the next morning. Good uh, Lord. That would be... I would watch that. Yeah, make it a Christmas <laughs> All right, I'm movie. I'm down for that. But yeah, like another type of Saw, John Wick type shit. Sure. Um, because Stephen Lane is the best part of the movie, in my opinion. I mean, he's great. Yeah. I think he's excellent uh, in this type of role. Uh, physicality, he's got it. Uh, he's believable as a blind man. <laughs> oh, guess. 100%. Yeah. Um, and he's great. The, the daughter was okay. I just didn't really care for her character too much because i was kind of just wishing it was a continuation of jane levy's character because you've already spent a whole movie invested in her storyline of her trying to get money for her daughter so they could escape and make a life for themselves instead we have this little kid that's training to be an assassin kind of like the movie uh, called becky which came out last year with um kevin james this one yeah i was i was just really let down because i really enjoyed the first one I thought that one was unique, and this one, they just leaned into what movie sequels can do, and just in the bad way. I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5, because it is okay. decent enough in terms of, like, it's 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 competently shot and made. <laughs> like, it's it's entertaining enough, I mean, especially with, like, the action, but, and the kills, um, but just, yeah, story-wise, I was just very let down, and I couldn't really care what was happening couldn't care less i think if you just put the title aside and just pretend this is just a different a completely different movie if you haven't seen the first one then you'll probably go into this without any expectations it's just it's a very pain by numbers kind of thriller action with a little bit of mystery thrown in there um don't expect any incredible acting from like the henchman dudes um i did think the girl was good who plays uh phoenix and then uh the blind man was obviously pretty badass so if you're looking for some cool kills and stuff like that, then yeah, it's it's definitely has some enter- entertainment value. It's not too long. It doesn't really overstay its welcome all that much. It's 20 minutes longer than the original. I guess you could say it's trying to be a little too adventurous and then it... I fucking don't know. It's so forgettable. <laughs> I already forgot so much about the damn movie that it's just... I'm going to I'm going to forget this movie after we after we end this podcast. Like, I'm never going to think about this movie again. So, that's the worst I'm a matcher 2 out of 5 for probably different reasons. It was just kind of very just bleh. There's nothing to it that really is going to stick with me. Yeah, so. if you're a fan of the original Don't Breathe, just <clears throat> keep it that way. Just remember yeah. Don't Breathe the, the way it the way it is. Don't hold your breath for Don't Breathe too. Also when the title comes up at the end, I'm just like I they didn't even like factor that in. There was no elements of the movie that had like if someone was breathing too heavy, then he would have found them. It was other stuff. It was just fucking stupid. Uh, malignant Spencer, malignant, maleficent. Uh, well, yeah, keeping in the same genre of like horror and thriller, we have Malignant coming out on HBO Max next weekend. It's the new original horror vision from James Wan. This is what he did instead of working on uh, Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It? I believe so. Cool. <laughs> so he hates finishing his trilogies? Cool. Yeah. So it'll have a good sequel that he'll direct and then a terrible third movie from a different director that's never done anything before. Looking forward uh, to it. Can't that's wait. the track record of James Wan films. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I <laughs> cannot wait. Right. I, I, don't, I really don't know too much about it. I just have seen those like five, ten second spots on YouTube that 
keep on playing in front of videos. Uh, so I'm Same. I can't wait. HBO Max. Yeah, I've, I've tried to avoid it. I've just seen a, little, a few spooky shots and some scary music, and looking at James Wan on YouTube. So I'm looking forward to it. Why the hell not? Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm hoping that's what we're gonna a, watch. Scary. We got Mainstream Boys. Cool. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday with another new episode of Mainstream Boys. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can stay up to date with everything related to those movie dudes by following us on Instagram. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you haven't already and you want to stay up to date with everything related to Mainstream Boys or the Those Movie Dudes podcast itself, check us out on Instagram at Those Movie Dudes. That's where we're going to post everything related to the podcast. And if this is something that would interest you, go ahead and check out our sister podcast, Those Fantasy Dudes, where Jonathan, Mainstream Boy himself, joins his friend Jake and they talk about their fantasy football leagues, all things related to fantasy football redraft keeper dynasty if that's something that tickles your fancy definitely check that out at those fantasy dudes on instagram and facebook and those fantasy dudes